my loves it's been a week since our last podcast i'm so excited to be with you yet again for another session of the love circle podcast and this is episode seven really excited about that episode seven we're coming and season one is coming to a close it is coming to a quick close but i am so excited because it doesn't mean that we won't have any more podcasts we will be meeting for other things um after season one so stay tuned for that okay so but let's get straight into our topic for today and today we are talking about stop the cycle of condemnation stop the cycle of condemnation i know I've come across um, some lovely ladies, um, you know, that have gone through cycles of this. And sometimes maybe you find you condemn yourself without actually realizing it um, or meaning to do it. But you just find yourself doing it. Okay, so we need to nip this in the bud completely. And if that's you today listening to me, you can get out of this cycle. You don't need to con- to keep condemning yourself. You don't need to keep doing that. And, you know, it, it might be things that um, have been under your control or are under your control. Or maybe, um, and you didn't know how to deal with them. Or maybe, you know, um, the enemy just throws things at you and holds things against you. And you end up condemning yourself about it. But that's, that's what we need to deal with today. And the enemy has no hold on you. Let's just lay this one to rest the enemy has no hold on you whatsoever everything that he could have held against you was done away with on the cross jesus dealt with it so there's nothing that he can hold against you so get that right and get get that understanding okay you don't need to deal with anything that he has to throw to um throw at you anymore okay so anyway so let's do this okay we'll start here um i want you to know and understand this that we live in the new testament so we we everything that we're doing is in the new testament so there's a difference between what is expected office and what was expected in the old testament now in the new testament we are never told to obey the law of god's commandments that was in the Old Testament. We were never, we were, um, in, in the New Testament, we were never told to obey the law of God's commandments. That was in the Old Testament. Okay? That was in the Old Testament. But the instruction in the New Testament is to be a doer of the word. That's why the Bible says, be ye doers of the word. Be- that's the instruction that we have. In the New Testament, you have to be a doer of the word. Okay? Um, so I'm going to, uh, I'm going to start with Romans 8 verse 1 and Roman, Romans 8 verse 1 says that there is now no condemnation for them that are in Christ who walk not after the flesh but after the spirit. Okay, who walk not after the flesh but after the spirit. So that means God no longer relates to you and I on the basis of the law but on the basis of of the new nature that he has imparted into your spirit now when we re- when we read romans 8 verse 1 where it says uh um, those who are in christ who walk not after the flesh but after the spirit it just literally means when you walk in the spirit it literally means that you are walking according to the word you are applying the word in your life you are doing you are a doer of the word that's how that's that's how you walk in the spirit that's how you walk in love 
you walk according to the word of God because God is love. His word is love. So we walk according and God is spirit and his word is spirit. So we walk according to the spirit when we do his word. So that's what, so that's how he relates to us. He relates to us based on his word. Okay. He relates to you and I based on his word. Um, so yeah, so let me share a little bit of my own experiences. I'm going to be real with you for a minute. Okay. I'm going to be real with you for a minute. So, um, but as a new believer, right? Um, oh, I used to, I used to do, I used to, as a new believer, I used to think that when you do something, um, when you do something wrong or you don't read your Bible or mi you miss your prayer time or you miss your, you, you, you just miss your, you know, Bible reading time. You have committed the most wicked thing ever. I used to think that. <laughs> you might think it's funny, but actually, when you do that at that time and you don't have this understanding that we're gonna, that I'm gonna, you know, share with you today, you would actually think you've done the worst of the worst. You know, I used to think that I've totally, totally messed up, and God is just ready to smack the sin off me, like completely. But you see, I would immediately feel like I've sinned, and there was no going back anymore. I remember by the time it was, it would be, you know, Sunday and it's time to go to church. I would not even want to go to church and face Jesus. That's how bad it was. I would not even want to face Jesus because I'll be thinking, oh my gosh, he's just waiting for me with a whip somewhere and ready to just tell me off. You know, it, that's how bad it was. I would think to myself that I don't deserve to be in his presence, in the presence of God. I don't deserve to be singing to such a holy God and to sing such holy words. You know, even just to lift up my hands. I didn't deserve to do that because I wasn't clean. My hands were not clean. You know, that's how I thought about it. But I really want you to, 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 to get this. You know, and the enemy is very good at playing in your um, in your mind and playing this game in your mind where he makes you completely feel like you don't deserve to be in God's presence and God doesn't want to hear from you and God doesn't want to speak to you and, you know, there's nothing good you can say right now. You've already messed up, so there's no way where you can salvage this relationship or, or anything. The main thing is he wants to take you out. He wants you to think you are out of God's presence. He wants you to think that you're out of God's presence. And that's the thing with condemnation. It makes you think that you are out of God's presence and it moves you away. It moves you away from his presence. And yet you're not really, you haven't really moved away. It's just in your mind. Because God's presence is always with us. Whether you do right or wrong, God's presence is always there. He says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. He's always with you. Even when you do the worst of the worst, he is there with you. He never moves away from you. That's one thing that you have to understand and lock down in your mind, in your spirit, that God is always with you. No matter what, he's always with you. Okay? So yeah, I would try to even read my Bible and I would feel like such a fraud and I'll be thinking, you know what, I, I, I can't even open the Bible. I'm, I feel like I'm just doing something that's wrong here, opening the Bible after what I've done, you know, what I've thought, where I've been, you know, all these things will just come into my mind. So I'll just end up saying to God, um, I have this classic thing of just sitting down on my bed and I'll just say to God, 
um, you know, I know you're tired of hearing my apologies and that I repent all the time. And yet, you know, I keep doing the same thing over and over and over again. And I'll just leave it there. I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even wait to hear what God has to say to me. I wouldn't even open the Bible to hear what God says to me because, because in my mind already, he doesn't, I shouldn't even open the Bible. So I would walk away from that one second prayer session um, you know, and just completely think that, okay, this is the end of it. God doesn't want, he's angry with me. And, and, and that's a lie from the enemy to, for, for, for him to make you think that God is angry with you. He's not angry with you. God is never angry with you. The opposite is actually true. He loves you regardless of what you've done. And I had to understand this. I had to understand that he loved me regardless of what I'd done, where I'd been, what I didn't do, and even what I thought. I needed to understand my position in Christ. Not only that, but I needed to understand um, about, I, I needed to understand his grace, what his grace did for me, and, in what it, and what it meant. I needed to understand his presence was always with me no matter what I do and no matter where I would go. I needed to understand that and that and that his love oh my gosh that his love is unconditional there was nothing there was nothing I could say or do that would make him love me any less or take his presence and his mercies away from me but you see eventually I learned this I learned this and it took me such a long time to learn this but I learned it and I understood it I came to a point in my life in my Christian walk where this became truth for me that he loved me regardless that nothing could separate me from him and nothing could take me could take me away from god's presence i was always in god's presence and that his love was unconditional and that's what i want you to get today that god's love for you is unconditional it doesn't matter what you've done it doesn't matter where you've been what you've what you think you may have done stop condemning yourself and move away and moving away from god because you think you've done wrong. All he wants you to do is to run to him. That whatever you think you've done wrong, you come and say, Lord, I've done this. I'm sorry. I repent of it. Forgive me. His arms are always waiting to embrace you. He is. The Bible says that his forgivenesses and his mercies are new each and every day for us. Imagine each and every day. That means even before you come to him, he's already forgiven you. All you need to do is to just now come and say, Lord, forgive me. I've, I repent of this. I've done wrong. And his arms are there to just welcome you. That's just an amazing God, right? That's just an amazing God. So works and efforts will not help in stopping yourself from condemning yourself they won't so that means you can't it, 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 it's just simply looking into the into the word of god and becoming what you see simply looking into the word of god and becoming what you see you can only do what is right because it's in your nature to do it our new nature the, the one that he imparted into us when we walk according to the word, word of god and we and we become what we see that's the new nature that helps us to live right that helps us to you know to 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 do the things that is expected of us as christians we love because the love of god has been shared abroad in our hearts by the holy spirit so you shouldn't so we 
cannot struggle anymore with forgiving somebody or loving somebody because it's in our nature to do so. Somebody might do something wrong uh, against you, something against you. It should be now easy for you to forgive that person and to love that person regardless of what they've done because now your new nature, the nature that is made of love and the you, you now have this love nature in you that allows you the freedom to forgive somebody. It allows you the freedom to show mercy and kindness to somebody else. This is what the God, word of God does for us. This is what Jesus did for us on that cross. That we may give, well, we may have the opportunity to walk in love. We may have the opportunity to walk in forgiveness because of the love nature that we now have in the inside of us. So maybe this, maybe you walk in fear every time. You walk in fear, yeah? But you should no longer struggle with it because the Bible says the righteous are as bold as the lion and you are the righteous, which means you walk bold. But it takes you confessing the word every single day to say, you know what, I am as bold as a lion, so I don't walk in fear. The more you do it, the more you begin to realize you're walking in boldness. So the more you tell yourself how much God loves you, how much he wants to hear from you, you'll find that you will stop condemning yourself and running away from God when all he wants to do is hear from you and just to embrace you. It's amazing. This God we serve is amazing. Um, you know, there's something that the Apostle Paul said, um, and he said, my ability, and I think this is from 2 Corinthians 3 verse 5, and he said, my ability is of God. I cannot think of myself, um, I cannot think myself as anything. But he was thinking about how, you know, it's a liberating thought to know that the ability to do what you've been struggling to achieve by your own effort is not of you, but it's of God. And that's what the Apostle Paul was saying here, that my ability is of God. There are things that if I were trying to do myself, if I was going to try to do it myself, I would not be able to do it. But I'm able to do it because of God. He is, my, he is the one who makes me able. He is the one who has given me the ability to do it. That's amazing, isn't it? The Bible says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. It is Christ who strengthens you to, do, to be able to do something. We, in, by ourselves, without Christ, we would, never be able, we would never be able to forgive anyone. We would never be able to really, genuinely love somebody. Our love would always be conditional. But Christ helps us to love unconditionally. And he helps us to be able to do things that we were, not, we were never going to be able to do without him. You see, so now the responsibility is for you to recognize what he has done through the word. So that you renew your mind according to the word of God. So that you bear the fruits of your new nature. The Bible in Romans 12 verse 2 says, Be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Basically, for you to change, you need the Word of God. You need to know what the Word of God says. Amen. So anyway, so today, I want you to know how much God loves you. And that He extends His grace and mercies far more than you think. You may be struggling with condemnation today, but you don't have to anymore. His, his love, oh, His love and grace has taken care of every voice of guilt, every voice of shame, 
every voice of blame. He loves you entirely. So I want you to pray with me today. Wherever you are, pray with me today. I'm just going to pray real quick for you. Dear Father, thank you for every person under the sound of my voice today. Your love and mercies are new every single day for each and every one of them. They are never short of your mercies, never short of your grace. You love them with an unconditional love. There's nothing they can ever do that can separate them from your love. Father, not one thing. Today, I break the cycle of condemnation in their lives. May your spirit strengthen them and already be a witness of your love and grace that you extend to them always. Father, from this day forward, they're empowered to overcome in every area of their lives in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. If you pray that prayer with me, there is no condemnation that is against you. If you pray that prayer with me, and if you are in Christ, there is no condemnation. Oh, there is nothing. But I want to hear from you. Send me a message. Just send me a quick message on www.thelightcitychurch.org and just say, hey, I'm Lynn. We just prayed together. And I'm so, and I, and, and, and I so want to hear from you. I want to hear how much the podcasts are helping you, but I want to hear exactly, you know, how your lives are changing, how they are, how these podcasts are impacting your life and being able to change somebody else's life, you know, but I want to hear from you. So make sure you message me again. That's www.thelightcitychurch.org. Send me a quick message. Anyway, I have to leave you right here. I had so much fun having to talk about this. Um, but anyway, I'll see you again for the very last episode of season one. And that's episode eight. So until then, bye-bye. <laughs>